Welcome everybody to the Off the Tracks podcast. I am your host Travis Miller of Boiler Upload and we are here to talk about Purdue's first Big Ten win of the season. With me tonight is Corey Sheets as always. How are you doing Corey? I'm alright yourself. I'm good. I am good. And also Jace Jellison with us, who was there for the dedication of the Tiller Tunnel. And you said you had to, you tried to interview Arnett Tiller after the game. Was she taking reindeer shuttle back to the airport? I don't, she might've been, I don't know. I think she was in <laughs> Wyoming, right? Yeah. I mean, that That's where her house was or where she was living with Joe. So she, ha- she would have had to take it to Chicago. I don't know how many direct flights are going from Indy to middle of Wyoming. But as always, we do thank you for rating your shuttle. Uh, hopefully Arnett Tiller was able to take them to Indy or Chicago, depending on where she was flying out of. But just remember, take Randy, Air Indy shuttle from West Lafayette to either of those two airports because driving to the airport sucks. What does not suck, however, is a 44-19 win over Illinois and most complete game of the season so far, right, Jace? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely huge. I, I feel like the consensus from everyone was that this was basically a must a must win game for Purdue. Starting the year one and three, you have all these struggles. One of the worst uh, defenses in the Big Ten, and they were able to just put things together and and go out there and get a win. So it, it was huge for just the trajectory of the season. Um, and then with everything on top of it, like you mentioned, the Tiller Tunnel being dedicated, homecoming, the Cannon Trophy, um, that just – I think that just kind of made it sweet. Damn, it was homecoming too? Yeah, it was homecoming. It was a busy weekend. I mean, it, it was a lot of stuff. Man, I should have came this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the biggest difference was the, the third quarter. Purdue comes out of the locker room, only had a three-point lead at halftime throws up three touchdowns on them and it was just really really nice to see them take control of the game three very impressive drives in the uh in the third quarter too yeah it's just, I, whatever coach walters is saying to them at halftime it's working because the last <laughs> couple of games they've come out and done extremely well in the third quarter yeah they did well defensively too which i think was the most important part um, for this game and I just there were so many good in-game adjustments. I know Luke Altmeyer hit that run on the first play from scrimmage, busts a 39-yard run on a keeper, and I'm like, ah, great. This is gonna this is gonna <laughs> we've seen this before this year. He had negative 10 yards on 12 carries the rest of the game. And it's a game about adjustments, and, and we've been making them. And <laughs> How about Markevis Brown, though, uh, just to see him coming flying in on that corner blitz. And, you know, even Altmeyer saw him and couldn't get away from him and was able to get the strip. And then, oh, hey, Malik Langham falls on it in the end zone. That was right in front of my seats, and that was a pretty fun play. Oh, man, when I seen that, I, I, I seen it open. I was oh, my God, he's just going to leave him unblocked. He don't see him. He don't see him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Those are always fun when 60,000 people and then anybody watching on TV at home sees it, except the one person that really needs to see it. <laughs> one person that needs to see it. No. And like back in the day, he would have got his clock clean. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he was, I think he spotted him because he, if you watch the replay, he's running away from him and Brown still tracks him down and strips it. 
and yeah. you know he touched down to fall on it from there. That's what you know, Malik Langham. Congratulations, that's an easy touchdown. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. That's how I got my first touchdown. Was a, was a little easy play for somebody else doing something else, and I just took the ball and scored. <laughs> it wasn't right it place, a you right picked time. up a block punt. No, I actually took the block punt from uh, damn, I can't remember his name now. But yeah, we uh, Bernard Pollard blocked the punt, and I believe it was in his own eye. No, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, Bernard Pollard blocked the punt, and uh, me and another linebacker came down with it. He had it, but I really wanted it more, so I took it. Got to share the wealth, man. You would have still had the record with that one, man. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you? Uh, what do you remember of having the cannon when you were a player, Corey? Uh, I know it's kind of probably the least famous of Purdue's three rivalry trophies, but it's been a little more prominent lately. What do you remember of having it? No, nah, um, honestly, for me, those are some of my best games. I remember the first one at home. Scored my first couple touchdowns. I like my first few highlight plays. You get to finally see it on TV. It was, it was great to see it. It all came against Illinois. Plus, winning the cannon at home. I didn't understand that at first because there was just some trophies that was just sitting in there that was nobody explained them to me. But once you get around and the week comes and you start understanding the history behind the games and the battles that's been going on, they tell you about it. And you always want to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking here. Yeah, your first year beat Illinois 37-3. So, yeah, won it pretty handily that year. Won it the second year 42-31. And then they were not on the schedule your last two seasons. So you never lost the cannon. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your service. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, obviously some really good positives on offense this week, too. Tyrone Tracy, 112 yards and a touchdown. Devin Mockaby shook off another unfortunate fumble, 67 yards and a touchdown. What did you see from the running game there, Jace? It was just working. Um, I wrote about it after the game, uh, and, and Coach Walters talked about it in his in his presser. Um, when, when Graham Harrell got here, we thought it was going to be the second iteration of, of basketball on grass or an extension of uh, Jeff Brom's offense, but – They've really leaned on that run game the last the last two games, you know, um, about 200 yards, give or take, the last two games. And Tyrone Tracy has been the focal point of that. I mean, he's just seamlessly transitioned to uh, to the running back spot and um, Purdue's reaping the rewards right now. He's just he just has a knack for making people miss, and he doesn't do it in like this flashy way, like a. I don't know, someone in the NFL, like a B. John Robinson, he's been doing that in the NFL lately. He doesn't do it like that. He, it looks kind of goofy, similar to uh, Mockaby, like B. John Robinson. You don't know who that is? He's with the Falcons. You might have seen him on the Tory Story broadcast this morning. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch some of that. <laughs> yeah, he's. It's not the smoothest, but he he makes it work, and um, I mean he's been one of Purdue's best offensive players this year, easily. I mean he's making some real quick cuts right in the middle of uh, traffic too. Is that is that what you're seeing, Corey? 
I was just about to say, man, I, I love it. It's a, it's a, it's refreshing to see somebody that's a, that's a slasher in the Big Ten because you got all these big backs here, and here come Purdue with their with their guy stepping out into the big stage saying, "Hey, look at me too," and he's been putting the team on their back, catching the ball, whether it's running the ball, special teams, a little bit here and there. Like he's all over the place. Yeah. He actually has scored a at least one touchdown in every game this year, which that's pretty impressive, honestly. I'm seeing two stars emerge, and it's one of one of them. One of them is in the backfield for Purdue. For me, it's, I love to see that. It's usually the wide receiver and the quarterback. Yeah. But here we got. I'm seeing the wide receiver number four. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dion Burks. Burke. Burke. Yeah. He's emerging as the go-to guy, and then we got the go-to running back. So we got a go-to punch, and if Mockaby can hold on to the damn ball, we might have a little one-two punch in the backfield as well. So, and we can't discount Dylan Downing, who had a really nice touchdown run this week too. Yeah, I, I feel you, but he got to give me more than just one game. He he probably wasn't even on the damn depth chart or the scout report. He came in and who was this guy? Didn't nobody. But I need I need more than one game out of him. <laughs> uh, he's he's at twenty two carries for the year, one eleven and a score. So you know I'll take that out of the number three running back any day of the week. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But when I was the number three running back, we had higher standards. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Let me slide that one in there. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta put that one in there. Uh, what did you see from Hudson Card, Jace? Uh, I thought he played a pretty steady game. He limited the interceptions, and he also didn't fumble. So that's that's a plus. Yeah, I think it's kind of been the theme of, of Hudson Card's tenure in at Purdue. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot to wow you necessarily, but he's been very consistent aside from the, the previous two games. And um, on Saturday, he wasn't really asked to do a whole lot. He led a couple of drives mid made a really good throw to Deion Burks um, that set up the second-to-last touchdown for Purdue. Um, and then he had another one to Upter um, on third down. He also had that a really good pass to Garrett Miller on third down for a touchdown. Yeah, so, um, he that made one some, was impressive. Yeah, he made some yes. really good throws, and he's just doing what's asked of him. Um, I don't think he was trying to do too much on Saturday, and um, that's what really worked for Purdue. It also feels like with both Kaltenberger and Hartwig back, the offensive line is a lot more stable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I didn't even they, think about that. They had some moments where they weren't um, on Saturday, but I mean, for the most part, I feel like just the eyeball test, um, they've been doing a lot better. Yeah, Card had negative 20 rushing yards, but he didn't have to run for his life like he's had to a couple of times this season, and I think that's pretty pretty solid. He seems a little bit more comfortable back there, honestly. And yeah. from what I'm saying, he's, he's becoming a facilitator. Just don't do nothing to lose the game and get the ball to your playmakers, and they'll do the rest. And, and Purdue's got some playmakers. I mean, Mockaby, like you said, if he can hold on to the ball – <laughs> he he still got it. He's got a lot of promise with him. Hey, was I I was was I mistaken? Did uh, Tracy start? Yeah, yeah, Tracy got the start officially. Mm. 
and Maccabi had a fumble in this one. It was kind of close. At first they ruled he was down. Then they did the review and uh, they said it was a fumble. But he he shook it off and had a really nice touchdown run later in the game too. So I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You got to. The nine seems like, as you said, we got three backs. Two of them can hold them to the ball. One of them can't. But, I mean, honestly, let me stop speaking negatively because I've been there and it's all in his head, to be honest with you. He's going to be thinking about it. Once you stop thinking about it and go back to playing football, he'll stop fumbling the ball. Excellent. I, I like to hear that. And I, I got faith in him. He'll be fine. Uh, have we heard any update on Max Clear, Jace? Or what they say after the game? They didn't say anything after the game. Uh, we'll get an update from Coach Walters tomorrow morning during his presser. He was walking around on the sidelines, um, with, but he was still kind of – it was gingerly. Um, you just never know with those knee or, or what. I mean, like it looked to me kind of like Rondale's injury from a few years ago where the foot just kind of gets planted and you hyperextend a little bit. So I don't know if it will be an ACL or if he um, – or if he – avoided all that hopefully he avoided all of it because i mean he's been he's been lights out at tight end for purdue and um it it would really be disappointing just for him um as a redshirt freshman to have to go through all that after getting getting off to such a good start in his career did he mm-hmm. jump at all on the sideline i didn't watch him for too long i saw him he got up off the off the uh, table and was walking around a little bit and trying to shake it out, but then he was sitting on the bench the rest of the game. So, Yeah, and if it's a hamstring or something, those can take forever to heal. Could be a, a sprain, like an MCL sprain maybe. It, it's know. just anytime you see a guy go down with uh, with no contact like that in the open field, oof, hate to see it. Yeah, but if he was walking around, that's, that's a, a better sign than anything, to be honest with you. It's just that's what Jackson did. He jump. If he jumped, then that's a great sign. So moving over to the defense for a little bit, and I gotta say it, best game of his career for uh, Yanni Karlaftis, right, Jace? He was awesome. That was really cool to see. Um, a guy that like I'm wa- we're watching all we're probably all three of us are watching George on TV right now uh, in the background, but um, kind of living in the shadows <laughs> of his older brother first round draft pick and he comes in and his first few years at Purdue haven't really gone to plan. He's moved around a bunch. He's played three or four different positions. And now he's, I think he's really found a home at that middle linebacker. And um, just to see him come out, make some plays, he made two really big stops, the sack, the sack on third down, and then the tackle for loss on fourth down in the third quarter that um, I don't think Illinois was coming back regardless, but he put the final nail in the coffin. Um, So he, (laughs) It was really big to see that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what OC is dealing with and whether or not he comes back next week or if Yanni ends up taking his spot as a starter. Yeah, because I didn't see OC out there at all this week. Yeah, he was out. That's what I thought. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Uh, Sadusi Kane, too. Nine tackles, had a sack. Uh, you know, anytime a Defensive back gets a sack usually. Uh, that, that's just them making a great individual play, honestly. I think I that mean, was – go ahead, Corey. I was about to say that was a, a perfect play for the right call, and it worked. 
I think a lot of that can be attributed to Ryan Walters going back to calling the plays on defense because he was dialing up quite a few uh, cornerback and safety blitzes on Saturday night. And um, I, I know that it was it's a big deal that he took over the reins again uh, for play calling. And Kevin Kane and Graham Harrell both in the box for the first time this year. Um, so I think I, that that should be the plan moving forward is for Walters to continue to call defense. But, um, yeah, he dialed like, – because he, he dialed up the one with Markevious Brown, which I know we talked about. But the crazy thing about that one was he was playing all – he was playing like seven, eight yards off. I was watching the replay, and Dylan Thieneman shot over to cover his guy. So they would have they would have had guys in place, which is a good thing if you're um, especially if you're playing man and you blitz off off your cornerbacks, you got Enemin back there who can um, who can help out. Yeah, Brown just shot off the edge there. That was impressive. With some speed too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the stats here, Purdue had five sacks, seven tackles for loss. They hit the quarterback four additional times. That's an active defense. That's going to make life hard on anybody, and it's really night and day different from the first four games. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so, because just because uh, Syracuse and uh, with Schrader and uh, that one game, Mordecai right, with Wisconsin, they were able to – I mean – cause all kinds of problems with their legs and escape the pocket and everything. Altmaier, aside from that first drive, you know, he was, he was held in check really. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. He had, another, <laughs> he had another big run in the second half, but um, it was their season high for sacks. I do think that the, the outside linebackers in particular, Nick Scorton and, and Kaiser Jenkins, they've been playing well all year. I don't really mm-hmm. think that's, in terms of the quarterbacks running and reading those read options and setting the edge, yeah, they've had some issues there. But rushing the quarterback, they've been great. Um, I mean, it, I think you do have to take it with a little grain of sand because Illinois had given up 15 sacks leading up to that game, the worst in the Big Ten. So they've got offensive line issues out the wazoo. So um, I don't know if you'll necessarily expect that week to week, but it was still encouraging to see. You know, two other stats that really stood out to me. Purdue, only three penalties for 15 yards. That is tremendous improvement. And Illinois was just 2 of 13 on third down. I believe at one point they were 0 of 11. I think they got two of them, you know, pretty late after the game was well decided. But that's your difference right there. Purdue was unable to get off the field in so many games earlier this year. But they were able to do so in this one. And that that was very encouraging. Yeah, it was huge. Like you said, it it basically decided the game, that third down differential, um, which was, which has been something that they've struggled with all year and they've made it a point of emphasis and they just went out there and executed it. What do you think is the biggest difference that you've seen, Corey? I mean, this, this game just looked totally different from the last two, honestly, on both sides of football. I mean, they seem more confident. And when you play with confidence, that can do a whole lot. The hell with the schemes, the hell with what defense they're playing, or if it's raining, but if you're playing with confidence, that can change a whole lot. And when you're running the ball and you're waiting for that, that one-on-one with that corner or that safety as a receiver or a running back, 
and you know that they can't touch you. I mean, it seemed like the rest of the game was just moving slow motion to you, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. When the, game, when the game slows down for you, all the great players will tell you, when the game slows down, you can start doing things that you thought wasn't possible, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I thought it looked like things had slowed down there. That third quarter just – Purdue just felt like they were in control of the game. We haven't really felt that way all season, have we, Jace? No. The furthest thing from it. It, always, it felt like they've been playing catch-up for most of the – for most of the year, aside from maybe the uh, the first quarter and a half of the Virginia Tech game when they were up yeah. seven. All right, do you guys have? Uh, do you have any final observations here before we talk a little briefly about Iowa? Go ahead, go first, Corey. I hope my boy McAvee starts holding to onto the ball. Good to see Tyron Tracy emerge as lead guy. <clears throat> I mean. We have a balanced offense. The next couple of weeks is going to be crucial being into the Big Ten. We got some heavy hitters coming up. (laughs) 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 Uh, We're going to need to bring our A games the next few weeks. Uh, It's it's good to see the the team getting on track. To be honest with you, I agree. I agree. Any any other observations you've got from yesterday, Jace? I just wanted to talk about the Tiller Tunnel. Oh yes, definitely. Um, It was really cool to see. All the people come together. I think there was uh, Patrick Crawford told me that there was supposed to be around 400 people there, between family, oh, friends, yeah. former players. Um, There's a bunch of people there, and um, it, it was cool to see everyone kind of come around and, and celebrate Joe Tiller. Um, Arnett was there, like you mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> it, it was cool to hear her come up and talk, and um, it was just a really cool day to to be down there and and, and kind of experience that. Yeah, and one of your guys, Sean Phillips, he was the honorary captain. So, so he. It, so, are you going to be the honorary captain when you're there for Ohio State, Corey? Or can we give that away yet? I doubt it. Uh, I doubt it. I'll probably be in the stand somewhere. Maybe, maybe <laughs> in another game. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to come back for another game because I'm gonna talk to somebody like, why am I name not in the Hall of Fame? I got 20 years record standing still. Yeah, you're way out there, man. You're way out there. So uh, I need to be enshrined somewhere. I ain't even got a picture up in a a new complex. (laughs) Or trust me, you'll be in the uh, Leroy Keys Hall of Fame here. I would say fairly soon. Well, the the issue is like Stu just got in, so like they have to they have to spread it out because they you lie. How Stu just get in? Because it's everybody. Like there was like the swim coach. Uh, track people, basketball. I think they kind of spread it out. So there's only maybe one, two football guys a year. So it's not like you and and Bernard and all of them get in at the same time. I'm pretty sure Bernard not getting in. He <laughs> 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 said, y'all remember his time there. <laughs> hey, Bernard, Bernard was a fine guy. I liked him. He – Oh no, I love him. Love him to death. He was one of my favorite players. He was, hey. <laughs> Administration. <laughs> well, uh, we have Iowa this coming week, and Iowa's always interesting. Um very, very, very strong defense, but boy, 
That offense looked lousy last night. Did you see any of that game, Jace, or no? No, I was. <laughs> uh, There's a mix up with the with the whole parking situation. I was trying to find my car uh, for <laughs> after I was after I finished up there. Um, so I that I saw no, I don't. It was a mess. Those those <laughs> neighborhoods across from uh, Molenkoff and everything they're very confusing at, at night when you don't go back there. There's um, a lot of trees back there. Everything is covered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't get to see much of the game. Um, I know Caden McNamara went down, which is going to be a big storyline. They're already missing Luke Lacey, their top tight end. Um, oh, they're missing man. their top running back, Caleb Johnson. So an already subpar offense is getting even worse with all these injuries stacking up. Um, oh, I don't know the status of their running back and tight end. Um, but, I mean – Deacon Hill, who's their backup, he came in and he did not look great. Um, not, which didn't surprise me, to be quite honest. I don't know how many quarterbacks are going to look good in that offense, but um, it, it's another opportunity for Purdue to, to steal a win. Um, it's going to be up to up to taking care of the football, like they did uh, for the most part against Illinois. If they can do that, they're going to have a really good shot. Yeah, we'll break more into it here at our uh, second podcast this week. But just to give you an idea, Iowa only had 222 yards of offense. They celebrated that they scored 26 points. But if you look at that, half the points came. Yeah, they got a punt return. They had a four-play minus-five-yard quotation marks drive for a 53-yard field goal. And then they get their last one, they went six plays, 14 yards for a field goal. So that means three scoring drives. They gained a grand total of nine yards. <laughs> Maybe right place, I mean, right time, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and honestly, the, the offense gave up a touchdown, too, because uh, Michigan State had a 42-yard fumble return for a score. So, Who won that game? Iowa 26-16. to Oh, man. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, the Hawkeyes are four and one, but oh goodness, I their offense is eye bleeding bad, and I I think uh, the biggest thing for Purdue is they've got to get an early lead on him. If they get an early lead, then I don't think Iowa can catch up. But as we saw last year with their defense, if Iowa gets an early lead, they can they can shut you down. No, nah, but we got some hard flyers this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had we had some guys last year, but we got some guys that's that's on the rise. They're not they're not on the they're not at their peak on the decline. And we got some guys that's on the rise right now, balling, and it's only they only getting better and getting more confidence and, and getting more comfortable. So I'm, I'm confident this this week, especially with all that nonsense you said they got going on over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel better. I definitely feel better after uh, coming in off of a win. I do think that, the, like you said, this team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. So, I mean, hopefully things turn around. So, do you have any final thoughts before we go tonight, Corey? No, man, I said it. Go Bulls. <laughs> How about you, Jace? Any final thoughts? No, I'm good. Cool. Well, uh, with that in mind, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, We will be back later this week to give a more formal preview of Iowa. But uh, for Corey, for Jace, for our sponsors, Reindeer Shuttle, and, of course, 
home field apparel. Go buy a bunch of home field apparel stuff. Find the links on our site first so we can get money off of that. Uh, <laughs> we <do> thank everybody. <laughs> thank everybody for listening and boiler up. <laughs> <laughs>